Hey everybody, Coach Matt here, coming at you again with another information-packed podcast. I'm glad that you're taking a couple of minutes to join me here. Hey, we're talking about something that, although very landscape-related, more and more to the forefront of our minds. The things we read and hear and see through various media outlets these days is absolutely horrifying and frightening. You know, what, what people consider acceptable behavior or justifying what they do based on survival or oppression or revenge or whatever it uh, you know it turns a person's gut it really does if you think about it the mindset of a person or persons thinking it is okay to enter someone else's home someone else's business someone else's school or whatever Without those people's permission or, or knowledge, it's frightening to think that people can get into that frame of mind. Hey, today we are addressing security issues today and how your landscape approach actually can help with a few avenues of approach and elements that'll help your home security, let you sleep a little better at night, and just in cases, we'll talk about that. So glad you took a few minutes to check out the podcast. Check out the YouTube channel as well. Let's get going, shall we? Hey, I'm Matt, you can call me coach. Every Friday I bring with me landscape DIY education, concepts and theories, ideas and solutions so you guys can go out and tackle a landscape project yourself, get professional results, save a whole lot of money in the process and in this day and age be a lot more self-reliant. Man, after a 20 plus year career in the green industry, I'm bringing with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I wanna share with you guys, the new, modern, educated, self-reliant homeowner of today. So, what exactly does home security mean to you? Does it mean all doors and windows are locked? Does it mean you are armed at all times? And believe me, there are people that are. Does it mean that Doggo wouldn't let anything happen and that little four-legged land shark is the best thing you ever had to make you be able to sleep at night? Or does it mean that you have a $5,000 or $10,000 security system complete with ring doorbell, infrared motion detecting cameras in the eaves and throughout the whole house as well? Well, all of these are good steps in my estimation and solid ways of remaining safe when you and your family are at home or away. Let's delve a little deeper and a little more proactive and thoughtful approach starting outside and working back towards the home. Personally, I think it is appalling that we even have to think along these lines today. There was a time, there was a time, even when I was a child, there was a time when doors were never locked Keys were always in the car or truck, and mostly everybody felt safe where they lived and worked, for the most part. Nowadays, home invasions, workplace violence, mass anything, was not in the front of anybody's mind. Today, they sure are. Sad as it is. Okay, coach, so much for the, the downtrodden. How does landscaping play it into all of this? Can you please get on with that? Well, I will tell you, you know, creating or recreating a landscape that follows some common sense principles can really help when it comes to security when you're on the inside. And here's a couple of that I had thought about. 
First of all, whether you are planning a landscape project brand new out of the gate, or you're going to redo or rethink what you have after listening to this, here's about four different, shall we say, uh, approaches to think about. And then we're going to dive down into each one just a little bit deeper. First of all, lines of sight, lines of vision, unobscured, uninterrupted avenues of sight that you can see from the inside of your house out without big blockages in your way or big somethings that allow someone or something to secrete themselves out of your view but can see you at all times. Another one is height control. Height control in the forms of where trees are placed, how big they are, how they're cared for, also shrubbery. Shrubbery in and around foundation plantings where windows are uh, partially covered. Large privacy screens tend to be get a little deeper than they probably should where someone could stand in the middle of your, uh, your snow break, your wind break or whatever, and just sit there and watch what's going on in the house. It's something that you have to consider. Here's another one, ease of access. What kind of ease of access do you have or do you not have? And then finally, illumination. Illumination when it comes to your landscape and anything on the outside of your home. This is just to name a few. I'm sure there's some others. And maybe if you think about it, hey, drop me an email and let me know and I can do a follow-up on this. And if you check it out over on the YouTube channel, make sure you drop a comment below and let me know what your thought and your approach to this is. Okay, let's look at lines of sight for a second. You know, when examining a new landscape plan or a landscape plan that is gonna remake your landscape, many of us don't even consider lines of sight as part of the consideration or security of your home at all. Now, in previous podcasts and YouTube videos, I have talked about views, views of unobstructed mountains or water or a focal feature or something that you need to screen off. I've talked about that, but when we're talking about uh, that bump in the night when that happens that jolts you straight up out of bed and you ask yourself wtf what the heck was that you want the ability and i'm going on a limb out here and say that it's going to be at night okay that you have the ability from a darkened house to be able to see out front side and back as much as possible and quickly without any sort of second thought because that uh, spine tingling moment is sometimes where it takes a few seconds to get ourselves awakened, to sense any sort of danger, and what plan do you have in your mental brain about how you're gonna approach that. Line of sight helps this. You can easily, for the most part, tell the areas of your property that are weak links and places where intruders may be able to lurk. These sight lines allow for unobstructed views in as much as you possibly can. And I understand that you can't be back front and side all at the same time, I get that. But if it's a team effort, you and your partner, you and your missus, you and your mister, you and the kids, you and the dog, whatever it takes, you guys get a sight picture going on outside to see 
Was it raccoons knocking over the garbage can? Or is it somebody knocking at the garage door that shouldn't be there? These are the things that sight lines allow you to quickly assess and determine what you're going to do next. That way, you can quickly evaluate a potential threat and make good, sane, moral decisions on what to do. Placing or having large shrubs in these sight lines, in these viewpoints, or trees that are so thick and numbered that you can't see through or around, and then structures, you know, sometimes patio covers, outdoor sheds, outbuildings of any kind, large wood piles, these kinds of things. Now, I understand that sometimes these things are far enough away from the house that it's not an immediate threat to you. But if you have those things up close where people can conceal themselves, be able to see you and you cannot see them. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to the landscape outside. Seeing driveways, back fence areas, etc., can greatly help these stressful moments without you having to personally investigate outside yet. Now, does this approach hinder privacy from the outside looking in? In some cases, yes, you know, full transparency. Some, but not always too much. With a little creativity, with some tinted outside window treatments, blinds and other window coverings, you could remain private up to a point. All right, let's move on. Height control. When it comes to plant material, you can greatly affect the ability to navigate about the landscape in the dark outside, but more importantly, see through the landscape when needed. Shrubbery and trees that block windows hamper that crucial ability to view when needed. Selecting plants that stay at or below window level, preferably unpruned, make much better choices than those five to eight foot monsters that need hacking back all the time. And it's the time that you haven't got to it. You got to it 90 days ago, but dang it, you know, it's halfway up over the door window now, or it's halfway up the living room windows now, you know, and hmm. When you think privacy screens, they're great for neighbor privacy, but they can also create places for idiots to hide as well. Remember nighttime viewing. This is something that was taught to me many years ago, and I have to teach Maestro it over and over all the time. <laughs> Remember nighttime viewing is very hard from a lighted environment to see out into a dark environment, but it is very, very easy when looking from that dark environment to a light environment. So what you want to do is if you hear that bump in the night, go, don't go turn around all the lights inside, leave those lights off and let your next segment take care of it so that you can assess what kind of situation is going on. If you don't believe me, try it sometime. Turn on all your lights inside and then tell me what you can see outside with no other illumination, tell me what you can see outside and then reverse it. It's sometimes a real eye-opener. You know, really kind of consider places of the home that need the most privacy. Bedroom areas and bathroom areas. Do your bed and bath areas have privacy or security challenges? And what avenues of change might be in need when you do take a look at them? 
Is there no ability for someone to hide and peek in these critical areas? The kitchen and other areas, well, you know, they're not as private as obviously bedrooms and bathrooms, but there's still a consideration depending on who's at home and when. Also consider the ease of trees for egress and outgress into your yard. Easy to climb trees to get over fences and walls. Limb those suckers up so they can't be scaled without any ease. And if you have a neighbor that has that situation, you might want to suggest it to them as well. Okay, let's move forward. How about the ease of access? I mentioned trees a moment ago. This includes trees near your home itself. You know, we all have uh, seen in the movies and on TV, those, those trees that grow right up to the second floor windows and the limbs that kind of hang over those, those dormer type of roofs and stuff. You know, climbing to high windows should not be afforded to anybody, including, and you know who you are, you sneaky little teenagers, within the home getting out, okay? I speak from experience. Ease of access also goes to things like gates and fences, structures and outbuildings. I know, I, I know, we cannot do everything, but just some common sense thinking will eliminate obvious errors. You don't want to have one of those moments when something bad goes wrong and you find out that something super obvious was taken advantage of and you lost property or God forbid anything worse and someone points it out to you like why was that there my gosh didn't that just give them an invitation never that's why you have to assess and reassess and you can't take your eyes off the ball anymore you really can't so hey do a property assessment sometimes and it will really open your eyes once in a while to uh, yeah, that doesn't need to be there. Like sheds. Sheds that I have seen countless times and people take and they hang the extension ladders right on the outside of the shed, allowing for easy accessibility and assembly. 12 foot ladder or a, a 18 foot extension ladder, boom, 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 second floor window, wide open because it's hot outside. So you have to think about things like that. Vehicles backed up to fences that afford easy vaulting. Getting on a hood and roof of any car or in the bed of a pickup is no challenge for 95% of the burglar world out there. And you don't need them to have that easy approach, which is what I think really most criminals out there are gonna do. They're gonna, they're gonna hit the easy and stay away from the hard. So let's make it as hard for those bastards as we possibly can. You know, gates that are left unsecured. Certainly gate areas that are unlit. Sometimes the best gate is that old mega squeaky. That mega squeaky that alerts doggo down in the family room that, hey, what was that? Who's here? Ruff, ruff, ruff. Okay. Sometimes that'll, that'll be all it takes. So think about the, the old pull string through the gate post thing to get from backyard to front yard. Those are pretty easily accessible gates. You can do better. You can do lockables. You can do lots of things. So consider some of the security options when it comes to fencing and gates. Out buildings and vehicles parked in certain areas where easy vaulting and accessibility could be uh, played out. All right, last one, illumination. Kind of self-explanatory, huh? Well, why don't we just shed a little light on it? <laughs> that was a good one.
<laughs> Maestro, I let that one out. So you think landscape lighting is just for show and ambiance? Well, it's one of its performing features, yes. But think again. Landscape lighting and other forms of landscape illumination are great ways to afford good home security. Pathway lights, up lights in trees, backlighting walls and washing walls with light and illuminating those dark areas that can be lit up for yes, yes, ambiance, sure, but just as much for security. You know, you take away that, uh, that dark side yard when you're taking the trash out type of thing and there's nothing over there whatsoever. You're almost having to walk along the wall to find that garbage can. Wouldn't it be nice to have a little motion sensor, even an LED solar powered light that would come on and allow you to get there and back and light it up should somebody who you do not want there happens to be sniffing around. When you have landscape lighting and you think along the lines of home security, the transformers for those lights, they should probably be secured somehow and inaccessible to the average Joe criminal because it doesn't take anything. You go up there and just unplug a transformer, boom, all your 12 volt security is gone as far as lighting goes. So maybe inside the garage, inside a locked shed, inside some type of a lockable transformer box, which they have, you know, they're mostly stainless steel and they just have a, a hasp that floats over. Well, you can put a little lock on that. Now, when it comes to the actual plug itself, that's a little different story. You're gonna have to think that one out a little more. In addition, security and motion detecting types of lighting can be hidden and set for large objects, not the occasional alley cat, not that rat, possum, or coon. We're, we're talking, we're talking a, a person, you know, a human being sized person. Plus there's all kinds of things out there now, like, you know, trail cams and those kinds of things that can be placed. You know, I, I don't want to instill a, a sense of heightened fear what I'm trying to do is a heightened sense of awareness and assessing what you have to mitigate as much as humanly possible so that nothing, nothing ever comes to any of my listeners or viewers. It would, it would just break my heart if someone had listened to this, took no action whatsoever, and then something happened. It just like, oh God. You know, not only the, the solar mounted motion detecting, but plus the high mounted switch on under the eaves type of floodlights for when that bump in the night does happen, you turn your lights off inside and you turn those lights on outside. And now you go from 123 Main Street, has kind of a dark, dark kind of backyard, light that, light that MFR up just like San Quentin Prison and make sure you can see out and you have those sight lines and those avenues of vision that can really set you at ease. Remember that nighttime vision issues, dark to light, very easy and not light to dark. So when that bump goes in the night, it does not mean you turn on all the house lights. It means that you just get up, you look, you assess and you move about carefully until you're satisfied or you need to make a call. You know, creepers and peepers, like I said, those SOBs, they want the easy mark. They don't want something that's going to have to be hard, hard. Many of them aren't as stupid as we'd like them to think, 
but casing neighborhoods and casing homes and that kind of stuff is a reality. It really is. And so if you give them the ability that makes it difficult, they see the place nicely lit up, well cared for, motion detector lights, they're probably gonna move on somewhere else. Not necessarily one that they have to work really hard at concealing themselves, is one that they're gonna avoid. So if they don't have a hedgerow, if they don't have eight foot wax leaf privets and they can hide behind in the front window and jimmy that front window, don't make it easy, please. You know, this also kind of goes towards the workplace as well. Landscape plays a part in businesses too. Lighting as well. And transitioning from the building to your car should be a clear line of sight. There's no hidey holes for people to be hanging out. Well lit areas and a safe, durable surfaces that people can go from workplace front door or workplace back door to their car without having to look down and wonder where they're stepping. Their eyes are up and they're looking about. They don't see anything around dumpster places. And you know what I'm talking about? So make sure that if you're the owner, make sure you, you assess that as well. It always will pay off in the end. And we pray that, so what? You paid attention to it for 30 years and nothing happened. Is it because you paid attention to it or you just got lucky? And I'm not trying to scare anybody in any way. But raising your level of awareness while having a beautiful landscape, a safe place to live, your kids to play, dang it, it's my job. And I'm not going to shy away from it. So take a few minutes and see how you stack up. Those older existing yards are usually, they're usually the culprits in need of some thought and maybe some change. You let me know what yours is. And if I can help in any way, boom. You know, youryardcoach at gmail.com. I'll do whatever I can from the position I'm in to help you out or steer you in a direction that might help you out. For those of you who have the perfect place, the perfect home and the perfect town, no crime, no security issues, well, count yourself lucky. Count yourself lucky. So, to wrap it up, think shorter plants, think neater trees, and privacy hedges that maybe aren't 15 feet deep, tasteful, tastefully done illumination, and a plan, guys, and a plan when that bump in the night happens. Hey, that's what I have for you today. Man, I really appreciated you sticking around. As always, to your landscape success, hey, until next week, you guys take care. And thanks again. I appreciate your interest and your attention more than you know. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Yard Coach Podcast. Don't forget to head over to the website at youryardcoach.com where you will find more DIY landscape education, including the free 15-step DIY landscape checklist, Coach Matt's ebook called Landscaping Simplified, and the flagship digital course, Homescape 1.0. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email Coach Matt directly at youryardcoach at gmail.com. We'll see you right here next week.